Well, on your Monday morning, we love to check in with our friends at Crane's Detroit Business. Lots of important stories happening there, and we welcome in Mike Lee, the managing editor of CDB this morning. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Guy. How are you? Excellent. Your forum um, takes on so many interesting topics, and this one, obviously, for Lloyd and I, um, hits very close to home, and that's that local journalism is in a shrinking mode, but it's also evolving and adapting. Yes, this is, uh, you know, the, the, the broad outlines of this are probably not surprising to a lot of people. The, uh, the, the local, local journalism, it, it really exemplified by local newspapers, um, has been in shrinking mode for 15 years. Um, to quantify that, uh, according to Northwestern University, a quarter of the papers in Michigan have stopped publishing in, in the last 15 years. Uh, almost 60% of the, the jobs in journalism have, uh, have disappeared. Um, you know, and then it's that way all the way around the country. That means there are a whole lot of local governments, local city councils, school boards, police commissions that have uh, really nobody watching, watching what they're doing and how they carry out their business and their public meetings, uh, which is, is really a, uh, a recipe for, for corruption. Um, one of the things that you've seen uh, happen in reaction to this, uh, philanthropy and foundations have supported uh, new nonprofit newsrooms like our friends at Bridge Michigan and Bridge Detroit, uh, and, and and some of some of those operations are trying out uh, really new models for for journalism. Uh, one that really fascinates me is uh, Outlier Media in Detroit, mm-hmm. uh, a new nonprofit, newish nonprofit, not that new, but um, they have a program called Detroit Documenters, which uh, recruits and trains people to to attend public meetings. Uh, report on them. They essentially report on them on on X on Twitter, um, and and what that does that that fulfills a few functions. Uh, one of the important ones being those public officials at those meetings know that someone is watching them and telling the world what they're doing. Uh, those those uh, reports from those meetings also serve as tip sheets for bigger for bigger uh, for bigger media operations like yours and mine. Yeah. Uh, when when a story of a broad general interest does pop up at some obscure public meeting in Detroit, uh, someone is getting that word out, and 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 that that story can be elevated if need be. And I got to tell you, some of the best writing I've seen in the past couple of years has come to to me from Downtown News Magazine, which covers Birmingham Bloomfield. Lisa Brody, David Hohendorf. Do a great job there, and man, they tackle some some deep stuff. So heavy heavy duty heavy duty journalism there, absolutely. Yeah, uh, Mike, uh, and you know there are cities that are you know allowing uh, marijuana uh, facilities in their cities and, and the licensing of it. But what's going on in Harper Woods? It's uh, it's a little different there. We yeah uh, we 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 dug into uh, the 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 licensing process for 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 legal weed in Harper Woods, which is is has been going through that process lately, and uh, they uh, they they took applications. Most most cities you know, create some kind of competitive process where where the would be uh, uh, marijuana businesses you know submit all their financials and they 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 weight those the various factors and decide who would who would make the best applicants. Uh, some cities have, have skipped that and went with a first-to-file system, you know, basically first-come, first-served, um, get their licenses considered. Uh, and that's what Harper Woods did. But they, they went one further and, and, and refused to let people line up at the, at, the, uh, at the city hall before the appointed time and, and only allowed them to park in a, in a parking lot a ways away. 
uh, half an hour before they were supposed to accept the application materials from, from the companies. What that meant is it turned into a foot race and the companies that were applying knew that that was going to be the case. Uh, we have video of the foot race. Uh, one guy got knocked down uh, in the parking lot and it was kind of a, a wild scene. Mm. And really the first three, first three companies that got to the door, they had spots on the sidewalk according to attendees, um, were going to have their application materials reviewed first, uh, essentially, uh, you know, giving them a, an advantage in that. It's really, I mean, it's it. What it illustrates, I mean, it's it's one city, but what it illustrates is 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 how Michigan's uh, marijuana licensing scheme gave an awful lot of leeway to uh, to cities and townships in deciding how they were going to to make these rules. And this is almost certainly going to wind up in a in a in a court fight. Court, it sounds yeah. like yeah. Uh, a bunch of the uh, the applicants have said they're going to sue that this doesn't follow the uh, the state's rules for a competitive. A competitive bidding process, even though I suppose a foot race is is, is competitive, um, but uh, but we'll uh, we'll we'll see how this turns out. It's uh, it's a kind of an interesting situation. A cannabis foot race just sounds like it would be something fun to watch. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> not, not always in a straight line. Um, world's world's slowest foot race. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. Especially if they go by the Dorito counter. Um, <laughs> Got to ask you about this uh, the breaking news uh, that, that started yesterday evening that the Biden administration is talking about maybe moving the goalposts when it comes to their EV mandate. Uh, they don't recognize it as that, but that's really what it is. Um, that's that's going to have be resonating throughout the supplier community and through automakers today. Uh, we know that David Al, for instance, over at American Axle will probably be feeling pretty good about it. Yeah, absolutely. The uh, I mean, we've seen over and over recently that the uh, the EV EV transition is is not going as as quickly as some had hoped. Uh, we saw that in uh, in in American Axles earnings report last week. Uh, David Dauk, or excuse me, David Dauk, uh, you know, basically said if there's a delay in EV programs, that's good for our business. Uh, you know the, these giant auto suppliers that, that 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 make the many many parts that go into a, an internal combustion right. engine vehicle. Um, you know they're, they're, that that transition is, is going to be tough on them, and they know it. Um, so so the, the the slowdown in 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 demand and in any slowdown in uh, in in the requirements that the federal government is is putting on the automakers would will be will be good for them if only because it buys them buys them time to to make that transition. Um, EVs, EVs have fewer parts than a than, than a gas-powered engine, so there, there's going to be few, less business overall. I think, uh, you know, much of the much of the, uh, the, the 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 spending on parts for an EV is in the battery, and the and the company, the automakers themselves, are trying to control that supply chain. Right. So it's uh, you know that the the whole uh, auto supply ecosystem is. Uh, Definitely could yeah, will be pleased to uh, to see the uh, to to see any slowdown in the in that transition. You've also got a story uh, that we don't have time to really dive into, but that uh, Governor Whitmer's uh, plan to use pension money to fund community college and pre-K uh, may be headed for a rough uh, bit of sledding up in Lansing, and that's a story I know you guys will be all over in the coming week. Mike Lee, thanks very much. Very good, thank you, guy. All right, when we come back. Uh, right to work, uh, as of last week, is officially dead. Prevailing wage, back again. What does that mean for Michigan businesses? Next.